Sometimes I told you so. You know, it just doesn't feel as good saying it. <laughs> I'm sure people are expecting me to go off the handle. To just it, it, go insane on this team. But I ask you this. What was different this week from last week? This team is fundamentally broken. We knew that. This team's coaching staff is arguably the worst in the entire NFL. We knew that. I know there are a bunch of people out there. I know there is this, this group of, of people that believe and, and the, it's the majority that believe, you know, you have to listen to, if you turn on WIP, you got to listen to Ike Reese. You got to listen to all these guys tell you, hey, uh, Nick Sirianni should be the head coach because we went to the Super Bowl last year. Like, that matters. Hey, spoiler, we lost the Super Bowl last year. I know that fact, for some bizarre reason, has been lost in all of this. I know for some bizarre reason, everybody's under the impression that just going to the Super Bowl is some sort of accomplishment when it means shit. That's what it means. If you are not first, you are last. Understand that motto. That's winning mentality. I am not going to stand here and put my hand up and go, yay, we went to the Super Bowl. We almost won. We were that close. Well, the coach pissed that game away, right? Our whole coaching staff, defensive co It's funny. It's like wash, rinse, repeat. Here we are again. Here we are. You know what's funny? We walked out of that Super Bowl last year, right, where Kansas City just scored and scored and scored and scored in the second half, and we put up no fight. And you know what we came back with? Listen, you know what this coach came back with? You know what his plan was? His plan was to get another Fangio disciple because we're so Vic Fangio. That's the scheme. That's the scheme everybody wants is this Vic Fangio scheme, right? Well, you want to know about the Vic Fangio scheme, everybody? Do you want to know what the Vic Fangio scheme is? Well, here it is. So um, here's how they fared in defensive DVOA in the last two seasons. Because there's a coach that they brought uh, from last year, Ed Donatel from the Vikings, who's on this list as well. But we'll just show you. Joe Woods this year, Saint, the Saints are 16th. Uh, Vic Fangio, the Dolphins, 19th, right? And by the way, they got some all-star corners on that team. Now, they were beat up defensively in terms of, their defensive line a little bit, but regardless, 19th, um, Ed, Don uh, Ed Donatel with the Vikings last year was 24th. Sean Desai with the Eagles before he was out was 27th. Joe Barry with the Packers, 28th. Brandon Staley, 29th with the Chargers, and Jonathan Gannon, 32nd. That's the Fangio scheme. That's where the Eagles felt they needed a coach from. They needed somebody who ran the Fangio scheme, who ran the greatest prevent defense of all time. Guess what? You know what's funny about running a prevent defense? The league catches up. You know what I mean? Like, what you do this year it doesn't mean it's going to work next year. You know how I know that? Watch our offense play, right? Watch our, our anything that the Eagles did well last year. You're seeing it now because, you know, these other coaches, they get paid and things catch up. But we're hell-bent on this. We have no offensive scheme, but we have a defensive scheme, a cowardly defensive scheme. And our offensive scheme is just ISO basketball. That's what we're doing. 
That's what we've been doing. That's why we are uncompetitive right now. That's why this is broken. Because the Giants played us two weeks ago. They saw our film. that We didn't do a damn thing to change. We did nothing. There was no countering to what we did against the Giants two weeks ago. It was the same bullshit. They were just going to run the same stuff. They just thought, hey, our talent will win out. Well, you know what's funny? You know what's funny about the Eagles right now? Um, when you take A.J. Brown off the field, who ended up getting hurt today, ironically, on the fumble, you know what I mean? I hope he's all right. Supposedly, the report out there is ACL's all right, which is a good thing. Don't know what that means, though. Still haven't gotten word if he's going to be able to play or not. Uh, Devontae Smith didn't play, right? So now you take those two elite receivers out, and you look at the passing game. Look what happens to it. ISO basketball. It only works when you got Michael Jordan and you got... Uh, who uh, name a Magic Johnson, Larry, Bur- whoever you want to say as a, the other receiver. That's when it works. Yeah, if you got Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen on the outside, things tend to be all right. Well, you took them away today and you saw what happened. Now you're the Tim Floyd Bulls. That's all it is. That's exactly what it is. I mean, I, I don't know what anybody else expects here. I, and again, you want to go through the five reasons why the Eagles lost to the Giants, 7.4 million to zero, or 27-10, whatever the real score was. Um, they lost, well, we're going to start fifth, because here's the thing. We're going to go through the whole thing. Let's start with um, defensive players. We'll put them fifth, all the defensive players, because they need to be held accountable too. I mean, yeah, trust me, their coaching staff is abysmal, obviously, and we're going to get to them. But the players themselves too. These guys are terrible at tackling on defense, clearly. They're one of the worst tackling teams I've ever seen. They cannot rush the passer. Nobody can win on the outside. Like Again, there's third down plays. Trust me, I see Hassan Raddick dropping into coverage. I see Josh Sweat. I understand that. I understand how frustrating that is. But when they're not, it's not like they're winning anyway. You know what I mean? Our, our one sack today was what? Marlon Tui-Piloto jumped in front of Tyrod Taylor when he was trying to escape. The one guy in the defensive line I'm seeing pop more than anybody was Moro Ajomo, our seventh-round pick. That's what it's become. Fletcher Cox didn't play today. You know, but where's Jalen Carter? Uh, here's my thing, too. We have five-man fronts. And the five-man front is up there to design to stop the run, right? We have to have Jordan Davis at nose tackle. Why? Why? Why did you draft Jordan uh, Davis as what, in the top half of the first round uh, two years ago, to have to run a five-man front, right? Like, you could just pay Linval Joseph to run a five-man front. What, Jordan Davis can't be a three technique? He has to be a zero? And what that means, by the way, is he has to line up over the center, and we have to run a five-man and be a, a true nose tackle? That's what he has to be? I mean, that's why we picked it. You could have anybody play that role. If you have five defensive linemen on the line of scrimmage, guess what? That's designed to stop the run. The point of bringing a Jordan Davis in is that Jordan Davis's talent should win out and help us stop the run, or he's going to eat a lot of double teams, which to be fair to him, he does. But in a four-man front, that's fine because then your linebacker should fill, right? But no, we go to five-man front, so it leaves us susceptible to anything over the middle of the field in terms of passing. Don't work. Schematically broken. That's schematically broken. But the players, obviously, they, they deserve the lion's share. They don't make enough plays. Oh, yeah, yippee skippy. Uh, Darius Slay will be back next week. Woohoo. Right? I, I mean, is that is that what the... I mean, don't get me wrong. He's clearly our best corner by 7 million miles. That's not even arguable or debatable at this point. But that's where it's at. You know, Sidney Brown carted off today, by the way, on that field. So he's done. He ain't going to be playing next week. I'm just telling you, the play, the, the players deserve a ton of this blame as well. Like, I, I don't want anybody to think I'm not blaming them as well. I, I think they got dog shit 
in terms of schematics and scheme and anything you want to say in terms of coaching, but they do not help anything whatsoever. They are, they are not uh, shining, as they would say, shining what? Shining shit? They're not doing it. They're not shining anything. Now, offensive players, let's go to them as four. Uh, yeah, listen, I will tell you this right now. Do I think that the Eagles offense is the most predictable thing I've ever seen in the history of football? I sure do. I would love, and again, I understand people are probably frustrated with Jalen Hurts. I understand that. I am telling you this right now, though. There, He has no chance in this offense. We literally played the Giants two weeks ago. We saw that they are a cover zero type team. They're just going to bring the house. They're going to heat you up. That's what Wink does. And you'll say, well, we played Wink last year and we had a lot of success. We did. But you know what's funny? They saw us having that success. So you know what he did? He adjusted what he was going to call and when he calls it. He isn't predictable, even though today he was very predictable. We just don't have an answer. We did not build hot routes into this offense in three seasons. You know what I mean? When it's working, it's fine. I get it. You don't have to make the adjustments. We're just going to run verticals and everybody's going to win down the field. Well, okay, how about when that doesn't work? Now it's not working. What's the counter to that? We don't have it. We don't have hot routes built into our offense. We don't use Jalen at all in terms of bootleg action, nothing. And the problem with Jalen is this. Now when he's using his legs, it's not to use to threaten to run, by the way. You know what I mean? I get it. When we paid him, the point of paying him was that he stay on the field and start games for us. And he started all 17 games. You know, he got hurt today. He hurt his finger. So we're going to have to monitor that. He dislocated or broke his finger for sure. But he did come back in the game, which was a good sign. But I'm telling you this. We got him. We paid him and we wanted him to play. Okay, we played him. But here's the thing. Are you paying him to be a lesser version of himself? Because I have no issues with him trying to run. If he feels he can run and make plays, go forward and do it now. That's over. Especially in the playoffs. We got through the regular season. That's what you got to do, right? But was that coached out of him? And I could, I, this is the one thing where I'll actually give the coaches the benefit of the doubt because that paycheck that Jeffrey Lurie writes every week tells me he would tell you to do that. But I mean, go through the rest of the offense. I, I mean, like today, Quez Watkins had his best game maybe as a pro. Great. You know, we uh, Kenny Gainwell had a good game. Those two guys will be your freaks of the week, by the way. We'll, put, we'll just give it to them right now. Kenny Gainwell and Quez Watkins. But, I mean, look at what we do, how predictable we are on offense. We had a bubble screen intercepted today when Mariota went in. His first play was a bubble screen. It was intercepted. Allow that to sink in. A bubble screen was intercepted. Does that not scream predictability? Third, Brian Johnson, clearly. He is, this is over. This is all over, everybody. Like, And, again, it's not just him. It's going to be everybody. It's all over. This coaching staff is done. They will not be back next season. I, I Like I said, we started the show and I started telling you about how people out there, oh, well, we won so many games last... I don't give a flying damn about last season. This team isn't a... Again, this 11 wins that people will point their chest at and go, hey, you can't fire a coach who went to the Super Bowl and won 11 games. And We are not an 11-win team right now. We're nowhere close. I don't give a damn about an arbitrary number next to us because we played well in the first couple months of the season when it doesn't matter the most. Right now... We are below the Arizona Cardinals and the New York Giants. And you know how I know that? The Arizona Cardinals beat us at home last week, and the New York Giants stuffed us this week. Stuffed us. And don't think that, hey, well, the Eagles pulled their gut list. It was 24 to nothing. 
the Cardinal or the Cowboys and Commanders were in a semi-tight game, so you can't even use the excuse that hey, like the Cowboys were blowing them out. They kind of no, 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 no. It wasn't that. Even though that was going to happen no matter what. Like I was cool with not playing my starters this week because I knew the inevitable result of that. You think Washington was going to piss away the second pick in the draft under new ownership? That was never going to happen. But here we are. And Brian Johnson again, he's over his head. He can't make it work. He's not able to shine it up. He couldn't do it. Again, do I fault him a lot for the scheme? No, because Nick Siri, this is his scheme. But I mean, at the same time and point, I mean, I'd like to get a tell-all. Are these guys suggesting anything? Like you're gonna is Brian Johnson suggesting that hey, maybe we build some hot reads into the offense? And if you're going to tell me that Jalen Hurts is not capable of hot reads, then guess what? He should have never gotten $255 million, right? Hello? is it, like Everything goes hand in hand here. But I know that's not the case. There's no way. Because you know why? Every other quarterback in the NFL can handle hot reads. What, Jalen Hurts is the only quarterback who can't do it? I've seen this guy be an MVP-type level player, but he can't handle a hot read? Spare me. We all know that's not true. That's this team. That's this offensive coaching staff. And again, it's not just Brian Johnson. Goes down the line, position, everybody. You know what I mean? Like, I think Stoutland's the only one who's going to be safe. Really. That's that's probably the only guy who's going to be safe with his job. Alex Tanney is gone. Gone, gone, gone. As your quarterback's coach. I mean, again... This is the same story from 2018, right? 2017, 2018. We saw this all coming. And the Eagles waited too long before they started making moves because it broke. It was broken then. It wasn't getting fixed. We became a team that was only going to be able to pick the bones of bad teams at that point. And is that what you want to be? No. You got to make these moves early. And number two reason, let's just go to it, Matt Patricia. And I know, here's the funny thing about this. So the Matt Patricia thing. Now you're hearing all these people tell you that Sean Desai was unfairly fired, all this stuff. And again, I'm not sitting here saying that Sean Desai wasn't unfairly fired or anything like that. I am not sitting here saying that Matt Patricia is a better defensive coordinator than Sean Desai. But I need I remind everybody this, that what? What was it? Nine out of ten touched uh, drives resulted in touchdowns from the 49ers game through the first half of the Dallas Cowboys game. Nine out of ten. Like it, It's not like the Sean Desai defense was doing miracle work or anything like that. They were horrific. Look at what we made Sam Howell look like this year. Look at the commanders. They, they have the number two pick in the draft. Look what they did to us. Look what Mac Jones, who couldn't finish the season as a starter, did to us. This was the Sean Desai defense. So spare me this whole thing because everybody wants to look back with rose-colored glasses and go, man, that Kansas City second half and that Miami second half, those were incredible. That's it? The, the Fangio system is so awful, it's broken. It's been figured out by the NFL. That's obvious. Everybody around this league has figured it out. It's funny that people have become patient playing offense. Go figure, right? They figured out what the key was. Patience. If you have it, you'll win. And you're seeing why the Fangio system is quickly becoming outdated in the NFL. And how being a great... Look at... Look at the Michigan guys, like, you know what I mean? That's where, uh, what, Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator, that's why he's going to be a hot name this offseason. Love to get him. Probably won't. But Baltimore, like, if Mike McDonald's going to be a head coach, he might get, Jesse Minter might just follow him there. That's what, if I was him, that's what I would do. Just go to Baltimore. I mean, this is where we're at, though. 
So please, Matt Patricia is horrible. I understand that. Yes, I don't believe he knows what he's doing. But at the same time, like I said, it's not his scheme. He's calling somebody else's scheme. That was already broken. So spare me the whole Sean Desai got screwed, he got robbed. Plus, trust me, him getting fired was, was justified, but this was Sirianni's plan. You know what I mean? He didn't have a plan. His plan was to get more conservative with the defensive play calling. That's the issue. It wasn't, hey, we got to get more aggressive. We got to do something here. We got to try to help this pass rush because we're not doing anything. We got to try to change. Again, that's a, a panic move. And it was a panic move, but he reversed panic. He actually got more conservative with it, which leads me to number one. Does everybody want him to be the coach still? Do you still want Nick Sirianni to be the head coach? Do you still think Nick Sirianni's smart enough? Acumen. Acumen. To all you goofballs, all you idiots on X who came at me when I said, how dare I question Nick Sirianni's acumen? You stupid, stupid people. That's what you are. If you you don't question Nick Sirianni's acumen, I mean, please, please. This offense is so horrid. You want a good read? Go read Honest NFL on Twitter or X, whatever they call it. Go read his his tweets through our posts, whatever they're called now, throughout the game. It's all stuff I've been saying all year. It's funny. And again, I'm not sitting here saying, hey, put my hand up. I was there at the first to the punch. But it does sound like a lot of these guys are finally seeing what I saw here. The ISO basketball thing is getting thrown out there more. I've been saying that since, what, week three, week four? Told everybody it's ISO basketball offense. It's almost like I know what I'm watching. There's no wrinkles in this offense, none. You have a quarterback, move the pocket. I actually saw them in the second half of this game with Mariota move the pocket a couple times from shotgun which is demented. But regardless, they at least moved the pocket because, you know, they took Lane out and they took uh, Jason Kelsey out and they took uh, Cam Jur- Well, you know what's funny? Cam Jurgens went in at center, but because he is literally made of glass, he had to come out and Landon Dickerson had to go back in and play center. Like, we all remember we all worried about Landon Dickerson's health when you really should have been worried about Cam Jurgens, who literally is. I-, I-, I fear when the wind blows that that guy is just going to, a bone's going to break or something. He is clearly, clearly made of glass. And he's supposed to be the center next year. That's an issue. No fit. There is a greater chance of an asteroid hitting the moon and causing it to hit Earth than Cam Jurgens playing every snap next season. Like Jason Kelsey is reliable to do. I know he didn't play it because, again, we just pulled him because the game and situation. But, I mean, he's out there all the time. Like, it's, it's 0%. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he does. But it's not going to happen. But regardless, we moved the pocket a couple times. So that tells you that this coach is just believing, hey, my guys are better. We're just going to do what I want to do. My guys are better. My guys are better. My guys are better. What's the plan here? Like, this tailspin has happened, right? Started with the Niners. Goes to Dallas. Follows up with Seattle. How do we fix it? What do we got to do? I mean, really, the miracle of all miracles is the Christmas Day that we ended up winning that game. We tried to lose that game, by the way. But you have that collapse against the the, the Cardinals last week. And you go into this game, and it's like, hey, you're playing a team that is done. They're done. And you're not even competitive? It's over, what, 10 minutes into the game? I, I don't know what to tell everybody here. But we're playing the Buccaneers next week. And um, obviously, we want the Eagles to win, right? 
Eagles fans out there. I know there's some that aren't Eagles fans, but I mean, if you are, you want the Eagles to win. But there is a part of me that wants us to lose by 50. Because I don't want any shadow of any doubt that this guy gets fired. Because I have, he won't make this team better next year. He doesn't have the answers to the test. His offense is horrid. It's so outdated. Like, you, you can't just keep doing the same things over and over in the NFL. You will never be successful. Sean McVay is a different coach today than he was seven years ago. His offense is different. Yeah, there's some principles built in, but he has made adjustments. Same thing with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, really, were they using motion this much in Atlanta when he was there? Go through every coach. Mike McCarthy, does his offense look the same as it did in Green Bay? No. Every coach adjusts. That's why they're great at their job. Look at Andy Reid. Look at what the Eagles offense was in the 2000s versus what the Kansas City offense is today. Looks like they made adjustments. You grow with the game. You find new things that work. And then you could bring back old things that worked. Because everybody's new, 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 new. You can kind of recycle it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. But this guy hasn't done anything different in three years. He just thinks his stuff will work because we got better players than you. And that's what his whole foundation as a coach has been. We got better players than you. That's why the Eagles have the win-loss record they have under him. Because we had better players than them. And now this year you see the defense, or the GM, Howie Roseman, absolutely pissed the bed for what he brought in in terms of defensive talent. And you ask, hey, can the coach make up for it? And he could not. He couldn't do it. He couldn't elevate the players. The players elevated him. So if you're asking me if we need to hire a new head coach next season, the obvious answer is yeah. Duh. My fear is we beat the Buccaneers by some miracle, which I I don't know how it would be possible. Again, if A.J. Brown doesn't play, just rule it out. But I mean, let's just say by some miracle, the Eagles go down to Tampa Bay and they win. Because Tampa Bay's, I mean, they they freaking scored nine points today. You know what I mean? Like their defense showed up, sure. But I mean, they got nine points. Like they did nothing to win that game. But let's just say they, cool. So then you have a date with either San Francisco, Dallas, or Detroit. Right? I mean, yeah, I guess potentially if everything goes the other way, like the Cowboys and the Lions both lose to the Rams and the Packers that, yeah, you would play the Rams. and like The teams you're potentially going to play are the four teams would be the 49ers, most likely, the Cowboys, second most likely, the Lions, third most likely, and then the Rams, obviously the furthest. But I mean, at this point, do you feel good against any of those teams? Oh, well, the Ram- knowing the Eagles and Sirianni shit luck, it's like, yeah, they would beat the, the Buccaneers. This mass upset central thing would happen. They'd play the Rams at home, walk into the NFC title game, play the 49ers, and Purdy's arm would break again on the first drive. Oh, well, we went back to the Super Bowl. That's why, like I said, part of me says the Buccaneers just beat the brakes off the Eagles. But at the same time, I look and I go, like, there are people that actually believe the Eagles might be sabotaging the players, might be sabotaging the coaches. I don't believe that at all. I'm telling you I don't believe that because 
they've this has been like this all season. Like I said, our offensive success has been built off of our guys just being simply better than the other guys. There is no scheming anybody open. It hasn't happened all season. You'll, you saw it a couple times in this game today where I like Alameda Zacchaeus came across the formation on a bootleg pass and Mariota just dumped it to him. That's the most scheming open they've done all season. That's it. That's where they're at. We're supposed to be proud of that. Like I said, the the, the one good thing is, and, I, and again, I know people hear this and they probably think I'm so ha- like like I passionately like want to see Nick Sirianni lose his job. I don't. It, it, he is a nice guy. I like him personally. I mean, I think the way he acts as a coach sometimes is foolish. Yeah, but whatever. He pounds his chest. Cool. I I, I like him. He's just in over his head. There's a reason. And again, I get it. I'm not sitting here saying, like, Andy Reid wasn't interviewed by anybody else when the Eagles hired him. That worked out wonderfully. I'm not sitting here saying that it can't happen. But, I mean, let's go through our coaching hires here with Jeffrey Lurie. Andy Reid out of the box, right? Well, everybody wanted Chip. Okay, cool. But then it went right back to a Peterson. Nobody else interviewed him. Sirianni, nobody else interviewed him. Why does this keep happening? Why wouldn't a great coach want to come coach the Eagles? Like, to me, it's like, this is your time right now where you have a shot to get a really, really, really damn good coach who comes in here with a great offensive philosophy, and he knows, hey, I got a ton of guys around me. I got a hardworking QB who's willing to put in the hours, which I hope. Sure. Could his mentality have changed since he got paid? Could have. Could have. And if that's the case, I would hope that information would get out. If, if Jalen Hurts isn't putting in the work anymore, I would hope that information would get out. I don't believe that's the case. But I'm saying, like it, it, that would be the only other thing that could come out here that would make me say, hey, we got to start evaluating if players should be on. Like If you told me Jalen Hurts is starting to not work as hard as he did the last two years, then yeah, we have to have a conversation about him. But I don't believe that to be the case. I believe he still is the hardest worker in the room. That's why I believe a new coach coming in will be able to, and again, my my whole interview process would be, how do we maximize the gifts that Jalen Hurts has? Okay, great. Now tell me, how do you plan on maximizing the gifts that Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown have? And not just running them on verticals. Great. If we bring back DeAndre Swift, he didn't get to play today. He was under the weather. Regardless, it didn't matter. But if he's on this team, are you going to be able to utilize him? Because this coaching staff did not utilize him in the passing game whatsoever all season long. It's like they tried to in training camp. They tried to the first couple, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to, and then it's just like, we went back to our old stuff. Which is why, the, by the way, why the offense just, like, completely tanked. Because we went back to our old stuff. So it was even more predictable. Any new wrinkle, they were like, oh, no, 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 don't do it. Just go to the old stuff. I don't know what time the game is at. I went on like the, the betting site and I saw Sunday at one. Ironic, and I thought, okay, is that just the standard thing? Because there's only two like games that had lines up, and the other one was the Browns, and they had Saturday at one with the Browns and I believe the Texans. Let's just check here. Let's check if anything on that has changed. So it looks like they have the Eagles on one, the Lions at one. And the Cowboys have won all on Sunday. I don't believe that'll be the case. 
my guess is they just have it like that now because it's NFC. I, I mean, to be fair, the Sunday at one spot seems like the spot. Ironically, when we played Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay in the playoffs two years ago, um, it was Sunday at 1 o'clock. Now, it could be Saturday at 1 o'clock. could be Saturday at 4 o'clock. could be Saturday night. could be... Or, or is it not Sunday at 1 or Saturday at 1? I think, what is it, 4 30, 8 o'clock? Then you get the 3 on Sunday, I believe, and then the Monday nighter. So, yeah, the Saturday at 1 thing doesn't even make any sense. That'll come out tonight, the time, but we're playing the Buccaneers. We'll be back Thursday, everybody. We're going to come back Thursday. You know what we're going to do? We're going to preview a playoff game for a team that does not have any right to be playing in a playoff game. We are stealing a spot. This is a criminal act that we are stealing a spot. We do not deserve to be in the playoffs. Like I said, we were, what, a 5-win team dressed as an 11-win team? That's exact. I wasn't saying it to say it. It's the truth. This team should be a 5-win team. 11 is the fakest number there's ever been. You know what's funny? Let's think about this. In terms of their record, you'll love this. So... What is it? Since the NFL switched to a 16-game, or 17-game now, at least 16-game uh, season, 47 teams started 10-1 or better. Two ended with less than 12 wins. The 86 Jets and now the 2023 Eagles. So 47 teams were 10-1 or better, and only two did not win 12 games. This is the biggest collapse in NFL history, in my opinion, because you know why? The Jets didn't have the opportunity to play a 17th game. The biggest collapse in NFL history. Do not argue that the coach should keep his job because you are just a fool. So Freaks of the Week, Quez and Kenny Gainwell. Uh, Geeks of the Week, the coach's staff. Nick Sirianni, it's his award. We'll be back Thursday. We'll talk about the playoff game. We'll talk about the injuries. Hey, who knows? Maybe we'll have an interim coach by then. Maybe Jeffrey just can't take it anymore and this guy is fired tomorrow which would be awesome. I'd be so happy. I wouldn't care. That'd be like winning the Super Bowl. He did that because I would just at least know in my, I'd be like, hey, change is coming. Thanks for listening.